Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Peak Earth. I'm your host, Case Bradford. This conversation is with Jad. Jad is 20 years old and he's already up to speed with health, fitness, nutrition, mindfulness. I'm 12 years older than this guy and I'm learning from him. He's got a bright future ahead of him. He's a brilliant young man. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoy our conversation. All right, I'm here today with Chad. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you about yourself? Great. Glad to hear it and, and glad you, you came on to join me. You said this is your, your first podcast here over near Tampa in Florida and, and you're in college. Is that all is that all correct? Pretty much that pretty much sums it up. How's college life these days? How's how's that treating you? I'm not gonna lie, bro, it sucks. <laughs> it fucking sucks. I mean, it is what it is, honestly. I'm a I'm gonna get my degree and everything. College is cool. It's a nice experience because it's like it's like you're halfway in between youth and the real world. You know what I mean? So it's like it's still like a transition phase, but I'm also trying to do other shit on the side. So it's it's interesting, man. I have a lot on my plate. Nice, and it's been a while for me. Somehow, ten years has gone by since I left college. I'm, I'm 32, and I look back, Thanks. and that time went by fast. And it, it, man, it's it's pretty mind blowing that we can connect now. And and you're much more mature than I was at 32. You're creating content online. You're on point with with health, fitness, and nutrition. And what are your your friends and, and colleagues and peers like in in college? Are, are they as as on point as you are, or are they more into the the party scene and just sort of um, being I don't know, being more kids? I guess because you mentioned being in between the adult world and 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 youth and that's completely true. College is this weird intermingling of people who are kind of living um, in, the, in that youthful way versus others who are, are maturing as adults. It seems like you're more on the, the mature side, more of the evolved and an ascending path, while, while others are probably still enjoying that, you know, free spirited youth. What, what do you say with the people around you? My friends think I'm like kind of crazy, honestly. <laughs> um, they're not like too into the party scene, honestly. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I have pretty mature friends. Um, I mean, I love them. You know, they're my boys. I, they're they're my friends for uh, since like high school. But some of them support me like with the online stuff more than others. And I don't really tell a lot of people about it, anyways. Like I I try to keep it low key. Um, <clears throat> but I do like to let them know like what's up with the health and like just my views on it you know like what am I'm if I'm not going to tell them like what I'm learning about health I'll just be a dickhead you know what I mean so I'm like yo like y'all got to eat more red meat y'all got to get your fats in and some people like I got a, a homie who like is really into it and he like kind of listens to me and he's like yo this is interesting like tell me more and then I got some other homies who are like bro like no like this is not it so it really depends, but either way, they're still my homies. So it is what it is. Yeah, it's not something you can force on anyone, and especially as a younger man or woman, as a younger person, you can get away with so much more and still be pretty vibrant and and have that vitality because you've still got you know so much energy of, of being a young person. Just cells are are rapidly regenerating at, at a certain rate, but as as we get older, unfortunately, that starts to go away a little bit. And then, uh, you know, it becomes more important and people either sort of lean into that 
and, and can kind of maintain their vitality or, or they let it slip away. And I've seen that with a lot of my, my friends and, and the people I grew up with, a lot of them just let it slip away and they look 10 years older than they should. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm perfect, you know, like my friends will be like, yo, like, let's go, let's go drinking tonight or let's, let's go out, let's go party. I'm like, yeah, I'm only in college once, you know what I'm saying? But as, I mean, I, I'm very careful not to let it go out of control. You know what I mean? So it's like, like, uh, like we'll, we'll go party out one weekend and I'll take like a few weekends off. You know what I mean? And I'll make sure my recovery is all good. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just like, I make sure I'm on top of my shit before I like go and have some fun, you know? And I think a lot of college kids don't really do that. They kind of let the fun overtake the, um, like the maturing and, and what you're actually supposed to be doing. But nah, man, I'll go party with the boys. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a, it's a balance. You know, everything in life is a balance. It's really true. And what turned you on to the path of health and, and fitness originally? How'd you, how'd you get here? Well, I was always kind of interested in health. So I was a soccer player growing up. So I, I was really into like athletics and, and how the body moved. And, and even in like high school, I would study like anatomy and, and I'll just watch videos. I'll watch Joe Rogan. I'll watch all these, uh, these health people on YouTube. Right. And, um, when I started getting into spirituality and like more philosophy and stuff like that, um, it was kind of like <clears throat> seeing how all of it's connected. And so I mentioned on my Twitter, actually, I was very close. I was very close to going vegan and pescatarian because I thought it would raise my vibration. And this was like two years ago. And then I, the first account I found on like Instagram who kind of turned me off of that was, was real soul, bruh, soul, bruh. Yeah. Legend. He, he saved me and other accounts. They, they like told me to start like eating meat. And when I just did it, I just, I experimented with it and I just felt 10 times better. So I've always been interested in like how health and spirituality kind of connect. So I guess that's kind of like a really short summary of it. Yeah, that's that's a powerful path, and this is a bit of a, a deep question. But what is what does spirituality mean to you? It means so much to like so many different people. Um, <clears throat> I grew up a Muslim in a in a Muslim household, so that was always spirituality to me until like probably a few years ago. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's just really connecting with with who you are and and connecting with like your source, you know. So like different religions say different things. Um, I started getting into like Eastern spirituality because it just it really connected with me. It, it was like I just started learning about it and and listening to podcasts and and YouTube videos and reading books, and it was just like I just enjoyed learning about something besides like my normal routine. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> I guess I turned to spirituality because I was kind of doing with, with like anxiety and I, I always had social anxiety. So I was like, how do I fix this? And so at first it was self-improvement. Then it was like more philosophy and spirituality. So I was always looking for an answer to something. I didn't really know what the question was, but I was just looking for answers. Um, and then yeah just found spirituality i really connected with like 
with uh, Eastern schools like Zen and Taoism. And I learned a lot and I'm still learning. I'm only 20. I feel like sometimes I, I don't know shit about shit. So I, I just really love learning about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's a powerful realization. I experienced something similar when I, when I was in my early twenties in college, I got turned on to Buddhism through an Eastern art class. And they, just, they would show these amazing mandalas and these statues that were carved in the cliffs that took generations to complete. And I would think, wow, what, what would drive a group of people to be carving this statue? Not, not just for years, but for generations, like grandpa, dad, like kid, they're all carving this statue of a Buddha. Like what, what a powerful idea. Like what drove them to do that? And, and it was just such a, an amazing thought collection. I, like everything involved with Buddhism really, really captured my attention. And, and this, these Eastern religions and philosophies were so different from anything that had been presented up, up at that point. It was pretty impactful. And even just the idea of, of something simple like karma, where it's like, hey, maybe maybe your actions kind of ripple beyond the moment. Like may, maybe, just maybe what you do sort of like comes back to you in, in a real way. If you do good, you receive good. And, and hey, that may even continue on past death. You know, we, we don't know, but I started living in that way and it started to actually give me more life. Like it started to kind of work. It seemed like the more good that I put out, the more more good I was getting back. So I was like, oh, this is something that is like unprovable, but seems to be seems to be working. Yeah, it's it's like a different perspective, you know, because <clears throat> you kind of experience this when you travel to different places, you know, you're you're just kind of thrown into this like other world. So when, when people like me and you or, or anyone else, we kind of study like the Buddhism and the spirituality, it's kind of like that where we're just experiencing a different level of conscious, consciousness. And you're like, whoa, like this is totally new to what I've been taught and what I've been uh, exposed to, you know, as a kid and as a teenager. And when you start to find answers to problems in different cultures, it drives you to to keep researching and keep, you know, uh, experimenting and keep getting out of your comfort zone. And it seems the more I do that, the more I learn and the more I, um, I figure out about myself and about the universe, I guess. So it's an interesting, man. It's a, it's a whole journey. It is, it is. And it's crazy how everyone sort of has their own ideas about it or like, there's really no, there's really no answer. Like it's all mystery. And the people who kind of claim, hey, this is the one and only way, that sort of gets a little squirrely because, well, hold up, there's you know all these thousands of other you know religions which are which are just sort of these these groups of people that kind of agree on a way to make sense of the mystery. But it, at the at the end of yeah. the day, as we as like Americans who are sort of like in this free world where we can sort of choose our our beliefs, I think a lot of people get just really confused by that and kind of just choose nihilism or, or just nothing. They're like, whatever, you know, yellow, I'm just going to get my kicks in before, before this shithole hits the fan and, and like, whatever, that's, that's my religion just to have as much hedonistic fun as possible. And then there's sort of like everywhere in between where you can become like super strict into pretty much any denomination you choose and follow that path. Literally, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. There's literally whole philosophers dedicated to destroying nihilism. Um, and Buddhism is like, it's very close to nihilism, but it's just in like a happy, like, oh, nothing matters. Like there's a picture where, you know, the meme where 
there's a guy looking to the left and a guy looking to the right on the bus. And one is like really dark and one is really happy. And on one side, it's nothing matters. And on the other side, it's nothing matters. So it's all perspective and how you view it. So um, I was thinking about writing a thread on, on nihilism, actually. I, I probably will soon. But but uh, yeah, just nihilism, hedonism. It all just seems to be like on the rise in our society, which is sad to see. Yeah, it is. It has been for a while, I think. And on, on one hand, probably because it's just so easy to, to access all these cheap and easy dopamine sources. Like it's really easy and rewarding to be nihilistic because we can just be using and abusing all these drugs and, and apps and, and different methods of being just distracted from, from our path, from our mission, from our journey. And I, that's one thing that I really sort of feel through the, the idea of spirituality is that I do have like a mission here, like a, a purpose and a meaning that I didn't kind of have before. And I think that's something that's missing from a lot of people who are engaging with nihilism where their mission is just to maybe have fun, not really to give back, not to, to become a greater individual to give back to the to the collective in their own sort of unique way, but to, to just instead party, make as much money as possible, you know, maybe buy a yacht and a house and like, that's all great and good. You know, plenty of people can live a fulfilling life like that, but there is this weird sort of energy where it's like, no, I have a deeper purpose. Like there's just something that's unique to me that I have to figure out and do in this world. Yeah, I think the inst I think our society definitely sort of breeds it in a way. <clears throat> Everything from the foods we eat to the to the cheap dopamine. I mean, you don't see nihilism in like ancient cultures where they're like living in congruence with nature and they know they're just literally struggling to eat and struggling to survive. Like you don't see nihilism. They're actually much happier than us, which is crazy, right? Because we have all this comfort and all these extra things, but we are more sad that we than we've ever been. So it's it's really it's crazy, man. I think all of it plays together, you know, how our society sort of breeds it and how spirituality is tied into it and how health and how we need to live in congruence with nature, you know, it, it all ties into like what you think about the universe. That's true. Yeah, the beliefs that we hold really guide our lives. They shape our future in, in such a powerful way. And, and that's a great point where there's so many people in, in what we call third world countries who don't have a lot of material goods, but they're way happier. And at the end of the day, who has a higher quality of life? Someone who's depressed in a mansion with seven TVs and a giant G-Wagon or the or the person in the third world country who's smiling, laughing, and having a great time with, with their most prized possession, a soccer ball. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> What do you what do you study at school? Um, health sciences. Nice. What what are those classes like? Well, I'm taking chemistry right now, and I'm taking pre calc. Pre calc is ass. I hate pre calc. <laughs> I hate math. It's just math is fake. It's a C op. Nobody likes it. Um, <laughs> but chemistry is honestly interesting. I'm learning about energy right now, and I'm like. It's cool because I have a new perspective where I'm kind of tying what I'm learning in college. And I'm like, yo, this kind of, I can connect this to this idea that I learned from the Twitter bros or from, from Eastern spirituality. So I'm, the more I learn, the more I see how it all connects. So, and I'm, I'm taking a class of exercise physiology, which is also really interesting. But also some of my health classes tell me that seed oils are better than saturated fats and just a typical shit in the textbooks like and <clears throat> yeah man 
it's it's weird it's very weird yeah because sometimes i want to like argue with the teacher but i'm like nah i'm gonna just let it be <laughs> probably probably a good choice it's it's insane it's insane it's so it just that's the only word for it it's really insane where we're at right now where there's so much so many so many lies being being put forth as as the truth and you can go ahead, go ahead, apply, apply that, what they're teaching you. Have seed oils every day. Watch what happens to your health. Literally, yeah. I've, I've had that experience. I was horribly unhealthy for, for a long time, just following the mainstream advice. I started following alternative health, eating more red meat, eating you know less of the things that they say are healthy, whole grains, seed oils. And wow, my, my entire body, mind changed. Like I became a completely different person through that process. And it's much better. It's much better on the side of eating red meat, uh, of not eating grains and seed oils. It's you know completely insane, and, and you don't have to be dogmatic about it too. There's plenty of wiggle room, plenty of gray area where you can enjoy the health benefits of eating the more nutrient dense foods, which is the red meat, like you said, and, and not eating this inflammatory, you know, disease forming, cancer causing garbage that is being called healthy. It's it's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I've always held the belief that you are what you eat. And so, I mean, I've, I I always wanted to eat healthy. And I think people in general want to be healthy, you know, like who doesn't want to be healthy? I feel like just there's a very small population that like literally does not care about health. Um, But it's just their beliefs around health in general is just like so fucked up. Like they think stuffing down salad with Caesar dressing is is healthy and good for them, you know? Um, so I think, I mean, I've like I said, I always have the belief you are what you eat. So if you eat these like man-made artificial processed garbage, that is what literally your body will, will use to create new cells, right? So it's like the better you eat, the better you feel. I mean, this is just all very like basic to my, to me, but to some people it's not which is like kind of crazy. It is. And you, and you're, you're, you figured this out young in, in, in reality. I know there are, there are a lot of people out there, um, you know, listening who may have figured this out. Maybe some haven't, but I'm, you know, 32 and I'm, I'm surrounded by my peers who haven't quite figured this out yet. And the information's out there. Like it's, it's free for the most part. It's just a matter of like sifting through it and trying it out and seeing, well, what works and what doesn't and then just sticking with that and it's the, the craziest thing to me is that it's not a sacrifice like eating a big steak is not at all a sacrifice tastes good right it tastes it's the best thing that you, <laughs> it's the best eggs like eggs cooked in butter are we is that a sacrifice like what are we yeah it's i also am really energized by the fact that this knowledge that we have this truth that we both are, are in congruence with is growing like more and more people are turning being turned on to this and it's because of things like this as, as small as this is it will reach some people may turn a few people on then they turn other people on like we're creating content every day online with with the similar styles of information and and the world that we could make possible with this is is really exciting and um it's necessary yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. You see new more and more people on on money Twitter every day, you know what I mean? It's a uh, and it's cool because people need to learn the basics. And <clears throat> I think it comes from like a stubbornness sort of where it's like, "Well, I've believed this for so long, like 
they don't want to let go. They don't want to admit that they're wrong. So it's like, I feel like the younger you are, like the more of an advantage you're at because you're still, your belief systems are still flexible, which is why it was so easy for me to like kind of try new things. Like I haven't been living this way for 20 years. Um, it's, it's really just about being open-minded to the quote unquote truth and to have the awareness to see how different things affect you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Do you have any awareness practices? If you do you engage with any kind of like journaling or meditation or, or any anything in that arena? Yeah, I mean anyone who follows my Twitter knows I'm I'm big on meditation. It's I was really on and off on it for a while because I actually discovered it in high school where I was still like pretty like unwoke i hate that word but i don't know what else to say or not as mature as i am now i found it as like a a little self-improvement method and so i would literally go i'll meditate for a week and then i would stop for like a month and then i find it again and that it was just a cycle but i really started meditating um probably a year and a half two years ago when i like was introduced into eastern spirituality and it's just been great man i just I'm, i meditate probably 10 minutes before sleep Sometimes when I wake up, it's just nice. It's nice to silence the mind. So I do that. I do, I've recently gotten into brain dumping where you, it's kind of like journaling. I tried journaling, but I didn't really like it personally. I know a lot of people are big on it, but I'm more into brain dumping where literally a few times a week, I'll just write everything that's on my mind. I'll try and get it, get as much on the paper as possible. And it's kind of crazy the relief I feel afterwards because I don't really talk about my problems to a lot of people. So when I write them down in my little notebook, I literally have it right here. When I when I write it down, it's um, it's really good to get your emotions out onto the paper. So I've been experimenting with that. I really like walking, just anything to like get the mind working and to silence like the internal chatter. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's essential. It's, it's essential. And I think, you know, I think you realize I'm big on the gym too, you know, that's also huge. Just exercise, you know, just things like that. What are your favorite exercises to do in the gym? I mean, I'm kind of in my bodybuilder era right now. <laughs> I've been, I, I really love leg day. Leg day is definitely my favorite day. Um, I love squats. I love... I love hitting back. I love hitting my upper back. But I've also, because of you guys, actually, I've been getting into like more movement stuff. So things like single leg work and, and mobility work. I've been trying to work on that. Michael, uh, shout out to him. He he has his uh, deep squat challenge for October. That shit's been killing me. But yeah, I've been I've been trying to incorporate different stuff. I don't just want to be a meathead. I want to like actually be be able to move. Smart man, you're a sharp guy. You've got you're definitely on, <laughs> definitely on the path. Do you have a you have a vision for for what you want to do when you when you get out of school or, or what you want to do sort of professionally or um, any big ambitions in in that path? Yeah, man. I mean, I've always had the goal of uh, by the time I graduate, because I've been I've known about online income for a while, like since high school, I've known about it but I never really like committed to anything like that. So 
freshman year, I was like, okay, when I graduate, I want to have a stable online income to where I don't have to get a job or like go to further schooling. So I could just have my degree and then do what I'm doing online and, and free up my time to like live life how I want to live. I would see all these influencers like traveling and, and doing all this shit. And I was like, yo, that is possible. I know it in my heart it's possible. So I'm going to work on it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I never really had a plan with it. Freshman and sophomore year, I was into like Amazon FBA and, and drop shipping, but that failed, failed at it. it. Wasn't good. I didn't enjoy it either. Um, this is actually a whole story in and of itself, how I got onto Twitter. You want me to go like kind of into that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I tried Amazon FBA. I failed. And then literally right after I failed, I started getting into the Eastern spirituality. And so I was like, okay, fuck money. I had this phase where I was like, fuck money. I don't want, I don't even care about the online income anymore. Let me just find what I'm good at and what I enjoy. So as I started to learn more and more, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a blog. Started a blog. And I just started writing about, about shit that I was learning about health and about you know, my philosophy and Eastern spirituality and, and how people can improve their mental health. And that was in January of this year. That's when I started my blog, writing for a few months. And I didn't even want to monetize. I just really enjoyed writing. I had probably five views total, um, but I didn't care. I just wanted to write. I would wake up and write. So fast forward to around April and I was like, let me hop on Twitter because I didn't have a Twitter account at this point. I, let me, I said, let me expand my brand, which was originally called HPS Center. If you're in like my first 100 followers, you remember HPS Center. <laughs> Health Philosophy Spirituality Center. That's what I called it. Hopped on to Twitter and I was literally like my mind was blown by money Twitter. I was like, yo, like I have my drive to, to get an online income again. I want to separate my time from my income. I can start writing content. I can start doing this and that. And I started, it's like, it was like a marriage between what I really like to do, which is writing and like trying to get my online income sorted out before I graduate. So I still have two years before that, but I'm trying to put the gas on it. Right. Um, and I'm still in my beginning stages of my online income. So, I mean, we got a long ways to go, but that's kind of my point. And when I hopefully graduate and have that online income stable, I just want to separate my time from my money so I can free up my time to do what I really want to do, which is create. I really like to create shit. So I like to create music. I like to create art. Well, I want to start creating music. I don't create music yet, but I want to. I want to create more writing. I want to do art. I want to travel and meet new people train MMA, you know, I have all these ambitions, but in order for those ambitions to come to fruition, I need a good stable in, uh, income online. So that's kind of my, my plan summarized. That's awesome. Yeah. You're an ambitious guy. And when I, when I was, I was thinking a few things while I was listening to that one props to you for, for getting after it, you know, spending your free time, not just playing video games and scrolling TikTok, but learning and creating. That's those that skill set will serve you and the platform that you're building over time is just going to compound. So these skills 
and the platform you're building is just going to get bigger and bigger. I was I was speaking with with Nick Diller recently. Um, it was one of the earlier podcast episodes that that I did, and he had a similar sort of ambition where you know wanted to earn his own income and travel, and he started all these businesses where it was similar to you. Dropshipping didn't work out. I tried like sell things on, on eBay didn't didn't work out. Tried all all these different things, crypto trading, everything where he thought that the money was. But as soon as he went all in on what he was passionate about, health, he went on TikTok and, and blew up on there. Now he has fifty thousand followers and a full schedule of, of coaching clients through committing to what he was passionate about and and engaging with the process of just saying no, like this is this is what I'm here to here to do. This is what I'm into and pushing it out there and. It's wild how that works. How you can absolutely have a dream and, and make it real. And when I was when I was in college, I had a similar ambition. This was like when this was 2010. Facebook was like first starting to get big, so I started this blog. It was, it was about a like cannabis entertainment was the idea. It's it called As a Kite. <laughs> because <laughs> it was like no no no, no uh, cannabis had been legalized yet, but I knew it was going to. It was like kind of starting to get medicalized. And and at some point I had a few posts go viral. I had like five hundred thousand views. I was like, wow, I might actually might actually make something of this. This could be cool. But I didn't take care of my health, and I went just like I went to a deep depression, and I had I shut the thing down because I had these college loans I had to pay back. I was worried it would you know look bad if someone found it while I was applying for a job or something. So it was it was important that anyone doing this striving for creativity or business. And and you're you've got this on point. Also takes care of the health because if you're you know really pushing yourself, you've got to you've got to take care of the foundation, which is you know your body mind. Yeah, literally, bro. That blog is hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy how once I started following my passion, um, things kind of opened up for me. And I didn't even know writing was my passion. I was like. I was in this in the stage of I'm sure a lot of people are in right now. I was like, okay, what is my purpose? What is my passion? And I was like, I was thinking about it for a while. There was probably a span of like four or five months where I was just doing nothing. Like I was thinking, like, what am I gonna do? Like Amazon FBA failed. So what is my next move here? And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop thinking. I used to like writing in high school. And in, in middle school, when I would like write, when they would tell you, okay, just pick a project, pick a topic and write about it. That was really enjoyable to me. So I was like, okay, I'm, I know a, a bit about philosophy and health now, probably more than the average person. Let me start a blog and write about it. And so that's what happened. I was writing about it. And when I wasn't worried about the money, and I hopped onto Twitter just wanting to create opportunities open themselves up. I, I met amazing people on Twitter. I bought a few courses that are teaching me, you know, how to how to hopefully monetize. Um, so, yeah, man, it's just it's all a process. You, you're never going to know what how you're going to make it. You know what I mean? Like there's always going to be bumps in the road and curves and, you know, it's, it's all just a journey. It's true. Every as as we walk the path, the path reveals itself. It's one of my favorite yeah. favorite quotes because as long as you're being proactive and taking action towards, you know, general direction of the life you want to live, there certainly be some 
ups and downs, some curves. You may, might have to, you know, jump over a cliff or wade through a river, but as long as you keep going, take taking action towards what you want, you'll definitely get something similar, something great, something much better than if you're just passively letting life sort of come your way and, and following sort of the default pathway that is laid out before you. Yeah, it's all about it's all about taking action and having the clarity of of at least your first few steps forward. You know what I mean? Like it's all about taking action and then reflecting and seeing, okay, did it work? What do I need to do differently? What do I what do I enjoy doing? What do I like like this that's the thing about purpose, you know, you're never gonna think you're never gonna figure out your purpose or your passion by thinking. It's always going to be by doing and then reflecting and being like, okay, that was actually really cool. That's exactly what happened to me. Um, I just was doing shit and found writing and I, I found health. I'm really interested in health. I'm really interested in, 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 in the body, you know, and, and how the mind and the body and the soul connect. So I think finding a marriage between what you're passionate about and what makes money will We'll do, we'll do you a lot. Absolutely. Combine in something that the world needs and, and, and you've got yourself, you've got yourself a, a lifelong purpose. And if we look at the health, it's, it's the Japanese, uh, Akagi. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. We'll dive more into that. What do you, what do you mean by that? Ooh. Um, I just, I remember seeing it somewhere, Japanese Akagi. It was I don't remember exactly. It was like what you're passionate about, what makes money, literally what we said, and what the world needs. And in between, there's a little point in between, and that is what your purpose is. Yes. Yeah. I think another pronunciation is ikigai. I'm not sure which one. I'm not sure what the proper pronunciation is, but that's an awesome Japanese word that that we don't have in English. That would be so yeah. useful because, I mean, as you're outlining yeah, you've, you've got a passion for writing, a passion for health, and, and our the current state of the world is, is one in which health is failing. That became really obvious over the past two years, but it was obvious before that, before everyone was, was falling ill to a relatively benign virus, uh, something with less than a far less than 1% fatality rate. If, if we look at obesity rate, that's climbing up to 50% of the people. That's outrageous. And, and it's Jesus. It's insane. That was that's 150 million Americans at, at least, and that's costing our country. That's costing our friends and our family an enormous amount of, of money. And and that money could be used to fund all kinds of things, like like veteran health programs. It could be funding new roads and bridges. It could be funding education, and it's not. It has to go to these healthcare services because simple choices about healthy living, which is you're doing your best to, to help out with that, with writing about it, and, and that's how we kind of shape a better future. That's how we reverse this decades-long trend towards a decaying American health. It is through writing, it's through creativity. So you're doing some great work on that now and, and it's only going to continue to to grow over time because the problem's not going away without, you know, diligent effort for from from people like you. So it's I think it's a great yeah. great great way to go. I appreciate that man. And I think it's going to be people like the creators that are really going to, because the movement is growing, you know what I mean? I don't see the government, you know, stepping in anytime soon to say, you know, saturated fat is good for you and blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's the, the passion and the, 
what's the word the desire to look for something more you know what i mean like if you're a normally health unhealthy person and you like start looking for different ways to live you're gonna find people like us people like on twitter that are creating and it's just the open-mindedness to kind of see like okay maybe this works maybe it doesn't you know let me experiment and see let me discover so i don't think i don't see the government you know coming back anytime soon and saying well these people that we call conspiracy theorists they're actually right (laughs) you know it's gonna be it's going to be the audience that is going to spread the message. Yeah, it's a grassroots movement. It's a people-powered movement. The government, unfortunately, we really don't live in a democracy anymore. It's it's very much um, big business. You know, they pay politicians. The politicians are their puppets. This has been going on for a long time, and it's just getting worse and worse. And um, yeah, it, if we do get some sort of hero in there as, as a politician for the people, it, highly unlikely. I don't see that. Ha- I mean, every president I've seen has just yeah. been, uh, hor- they've, they've just gotten worse and worse over time. And I, even though like Barack Obama seemed really smart and intelligent and it seemed like he was really going to change things, but I, I think there were some things happening behind the scenes that, that really weren't um, quite aligned with the people, even though he seemed really, he was really smooth, really charismatic. He didn't change, didn't really change much. And um, then you look at Biden and Trump and Bush and they, it's like, who are, how are these people are presidents? You know, like, where is, <laughs> where, where are the great men? Like it's, it's bizarre, man. It, yeah. Th- there's a lot of wacky stuff going on. Uh, and it's, it's 100% going to be a people powered movement, a grassroots revolution. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we know probably 5% about politics and the rest are just behind the scenes, you know, working together. Um, yeah it's it's crazy man that's why you have to take charge of your own life you can't leave it to these fucking politicians and these government they don't care enough about you they care about the money and looking good in the public image they you need to take control of your own life you can't you can't leave it to chance you need intentional action into a better life it's true that's 100 percent true and that's really what it means to be an adult, I think a, a lot of us have, have forgotten this, and it's a struggle without some sort of rite of passage, without a way to say like, "No, yeah, I'm, you know, now, I'm, now I'm an adult." Like I went through this really difficult. A lot of traditional societies have these rites of passage where you have to go sort of like slay a lion, you know, with a spear, and and if you died, you died. But if if you slayed a lion, you came back and you were a man. You joined the rest of the hunters and the warriors as, as a man in the tribe, and that was sort of like our, our evolutionary lineage. Where, where where things like that, where there was a day that you were a boy and then there's a day that you were a man and we really don't have that. So a lot of us struggle through, through life sort of acquiring that mindset of a, of a man, of, of an adult, of a provider, of a sovereign creator, you know, someone creating their future intentionally instead of just being taken what they're giving like a child from the daddy government. And um, man, it's, it's tough. It, it really is difficult. It really is difficult in today's day and age to be a passionate, active procreative human like there, there's a lot working against you from the phone in your pocket to the food on your plate so it's you know I, I can see why people struggle with it for sure yeah it's 100% harder but it's also 100% easier if you know what to do like we have all the resources like at our fingertips literally we are in the most information rich age ever we have the internet we have social media there's all these opportunities 
that are presented to us. And it's just the knowledge of steering. Like it's literally like you have to steer your attention away from the bullshit and towards, uh, towards, uh, just, uh, you improving yourself. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Where focus goes, energy flows. And if you focus on the life you want to build, the life you want to create on information and ideas that are going to support that instead of these girls shaking their ass on, on TikTok, like that's, you know, as, as great as that is, it's not going to support your flourishing as a human being. Like it's, it's, there's so many distractions, but you can just shift your attention back, back to the task at hand, back to creating a cooler world, creating a better life for yourself. And I'm on this path myself. It, it's, and it's tough. Like every day, every day is a challenge every day. You know, we've got things that we have to do to sort of put, you know, just our daily sort of commitments and responsibilities. And then outside of that, we have our free time and we, we can either spend that sort of in entertainment to enjoy life, which is great. You have to do a level of that. But then there's also this like sacrifice where, okay, I'm going to put this time. It's a little uncomfortable, but I'm going to work out. I'm going to write. I'm going to do these things now to build a better future. And it's fascinating to sort of make that choice because there are kind of a select few people making that choice. And it's such a powerful choice to make, like, even though, okay, it's a little uncomfortable in this moment, it's going to make a better future for you 100% of the time. Yeah, but that shit can be hard, bro. Like you ever like get into like Twitter, bro, Twitter is addicting as shit. So is like Instagram. So is all these social media platforms. They're literally created to addict you. It's, it, it can be hard, but just the knowledge of, of, uh, it's the knowledge of you know that you're addicted so you can kind of steer clear like you're not trying to how do i put this it's like the more you experiment with it and the more you kind of see how it affects your brain the more you want to steer clear because i'm not perfect you know there will be times where i'm scrolling on twitter or on instagram for for a minute but afterwards when that happens I notice shifts in my mind. I'm like, yo, I feel really weird. I feel I have brain fog. I have like, I, I don't have motivation to create. And it's just, it's noticing that and then making a change and saying, okay, let me, tomorrow I'm going to stay off my phone for like the whole morning. And this is literally like, this is a real world example. This is what happened. And I said, tomorrow I'm going to stay off my phone. And I stayed off my phone. I turned that bitch off and my just, my mental clarity was like through the roof i mean i was just creating i was i felt so much better and yeah man it's just it's really just about the self-awareness most people lack the self-awareness to see how things are creating how are how they're affecting their mind because they don't even know they're addicted you know it's the first thing they do when they wake up and it's the last thing they do before they go to sleep but they believe they're not addicted so it's it's really about first building that self-awareness of of how do these things affect me and then making the change and experimenting and seeing, okay, how can I, what can I remove and what can I add that, that adds to my life? You know what I mean? That's a really powerful tip and a, and a huge habit to implement. Do you have, do you have any other habits, daily habits, weekly habits that you make a point to, to do every, every once in a while to elevate your life? Yeah. So first, um, First, I would say your foundation is your health. You need to get your health in order, mental health and physical health. You need to look into how to, how I can eat better and, and how certain chemicals affect my brain. 
Um, I would say that's a really good starting point. And that was a starting point for me. The starting point on this journey was hitting the gym. I think if you're a man and you're lost, you should start hitting the gym. And you'll be, it's pretty surprising what happens afterwards. You you learn how to build discipline and how you learn how you can sacrifice now for a better later. And you learn that intentional action can lead. You learn that you're in charge of your own future, basically, by hitting the gym. So that's number one. It seems kind of basic, but a lot of people still don't hit the gym. So I would say that's very important. I would also say, in my experience, meditating has been amazing. I know some people don't really like meditating. So I would say just any way to silence your mind, which is especially helpful for overthinking and uh, anxiety. I would say find a way to silence the mind. The gym could be great for this. Also, you can walk. You can pick up fighting, you can write, you can journal, you can, uh, I like meditating, you can go for bike rides in the beach, literally anything that like gets you out of your mind and into reality. I would say pick up some sort of habit like that and experiment with different ways. I would say get off your phone, cut the cheap dopamine. I should make a whole thread on this, honestly. Um... (laughs) be very mindful of where your energy and your dopamine are going i would say you have to you have to put limitations on yourself in terms of where you put your energy and i would also want to mention do not try and do everything all at once baby steps it's you're not going to change your your life in a month it's going to be a, a long process but it will be worth it in the long run so cut the cheap dopamine hit the gym Pick up a habit to silence your mind and just get into reality and the rest will follow itself. Awesome. At the gym, have you have you put on a lot of muscle or gained a lot of weight in your reps? Have have you become much stronger in your experience in the gym? Has or is it still sort of at the beginning phases? Or what what is, has been your experience like in that practice? So I was always a soccer player, like I said, so I I was always like pretty in shape-ish. But around junior, senior year, I stopped playing and I got, I don't want to say fat, (laughs) but I got, I put on a little bit of fat. So I was like, fuck. (laughs) So then honestly, this all happened during COVID. I was like, okay, let me, my first initially, I just want to lose fat. So I, I started going on runs every day and I started when the gyms actually opened back up, I was like, okay, let me hit the gym. And I lost a lot of weight. I was at like 190 with a whole bunch of chubbiness. And then I went, I went down to about 150. I was really lean and I had abs and I was shredded and I was like, okay, let me bulk up now. So I've been bulking for, for a minute. I'm back up to like 170-ish. I'm a lot stronger. I uh, I was kind of bouncing around for a while because I didn't know exactly what to do. Um, but again, as I just started getting more knowledgeable on health, I started uh, like seeing more and more gains in the gym. Like when I started eating more meat and more like eggs, my strength, bro, <laughs> literally it was like an exponential. It was crazy. I just started getting more and more strength. It was like my newbie gains were, were back on it. 
So, I mean, it's just a process. I'm still trying to bulk up now. I want to, I feel like I still have a lot more progress to make. Um, but I've already, I made like an insane amount of progress already. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like if you were able to take yourself from, man, you lost 40 pounds of, of body fat. That's, you know, in a pretty short period of time, it sounds like that's not easy. That's not easy for, for a lot of people yeah. to do. So being able to accomplish that. and then That, that was probably an exaggeration, honestly. It was probably like 30. <laughs> Still, either way, but... <laughs> imagine that. That's, that's a quite a bit, you know. That's a, it's a big it's a big ball of stored energy that you were able to shed from from your frame. It's A lot of people struggle with that. Man, people struggle to lose 10 pounds. And, and it's it's a testament to, to your methods, to your principles, to your knowledge and it's it's you've put it in the practice like you've lived the experience you're not just reading about things and and regurgitating it you're like no this is this is my lived experience and i you know i i haven't been in a gym in in a while and i really enjoy working out in nature but sometimes i i definitely miss the the challenge of of lifting just a large amount of iron and and just applying my mind and body to that to that task There's something about it that is is great you know it, get the testosterone surge when you're, you're deadlifting and lifting a large amount of weight and then you just leave yeah. the place. And, and it's like a place to practice too. You've got, you know, you're just focused on this one thing while you're there, you know, minimal distractions and you're able to just challenge yourself and you leave there feeling great, just filled with all kinds of energy if, if you do it properly. And, you know, maybe sometimes you're, you're exhausted and that's great too, to leave the gym feeling physically exhausted. Mm. You can just like relax into whatever, you know, the day brings. I'm trying to get to where you're at, man. I'm trying to get to them workouts in the sun and on the beach. Like, <laughs> like I, this, I'm about to hit the gym after this podcast, actually. But, um, yeah, I haven't really worked out in the sun, like, too much, besides, like, some soccer drills, which aren't really the same thing. But, I mean, I feel like working out in the sun has got to be, like, one of the best feelings. Like, you can't beat it. And I also want to – I'm in my, like – I hate to call it a phase, but I'm in my like bodybuilder phase where I just want to pack on as much muscle as I can while I still have like this youth, you know what I mean? Yep. So I'm in that, but I definitely want to get to like the movement and the different types of movement and, and mobility work and, and working on like, like different, just become like an all round beast of nature. Yeah. <laughs> like almost like you. So, so I'm just trying to, I'm trying to work out my, work out my way man it'll come it'll come in time it takes it takes a while to to get to gain like overall athleticism and what i what i've found about working out in the sun is that the sunshine i mean it's easy here in california but the, this in florida too there's a lot of places where we can access sunshine it really is anabolic in a lot of ways where it's almost it's almost like taking steroids in in a sense and you know i'm stuck inside most of the day you know for work as as most of us are so if i can get that sunshine it's going to elevate my mood it's going to boost my immune system it's going to elevate my vitality real on every level there's infinite benefits from from sun exposure and that's why i'm out there shirtless shoeless i'm i'm earthing i'm getting electromagnetic energy from the earth which is also improving my immune system and my mood and lowering my stress so for me it's really important because my struggle growing up my challenge was, was just like depression and anxiety so in order for me to get my mind right i kind of need those elements i need the sunshine i need the earthing i need the fresh air and then just finding ways to gain muscle mass 
outside without iron is, is a fun challenge too. Like how many one arm pushups can you do? How many one legged pistol squats can you do? It's just, it's fun for me. Cause you know, there, there's, it's not easy. It, it's not easy to do. And, um, it also incorporates balance. So that's proprioception. Like it's a new sense that we don't use too often. And, and there's a lot of solid science showing that when you activate your balance and your proprioceptive system, that it does enhance muscle building. So if you have to sort of balance yourself on one leg, there are a lot of benefits to that um, when it comes to, to muscle growth. But it also takes a little bit of courage to be that weirdo in the park without shoes and a shirt doing like funny movement. Literally, man. <laughs> People see me walking around in my apartment complex, no shoes, no shirt. They're like, bro, what is this guy doing? <laughs> but at the end of the day, like it makes me feel good. And if they tried it, I'm sure it will make them feel good too. So it's like, fuck it. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, that's honestly a barrier I'm trying to, trying to get, get past. Uh, cause when I was living with my dad, there was like a little, there was like a little trail where I would go on and no one was there. There were no houses. It was so fucking nice. It was just beautiful. So I would go shirtless and, and, uh, and take off my shoes and, and let my feet touch some grass. And I would go on like two to three walks a day. Just, just super nice but now in my apartment complex there's like places i can go but i have to like kind of work more to find them so i still get my son there's like a pool area where i go and i read books and i take off my shirt um but it's kind of harder to find like a place to ground myself but again it's just another barrier i have to get past dude it's weird it's weird walking around barefoot yeah it's funny how weird we are about being barefoot dude i know (laughs) (laughs) it's really really weird yeah especially if you do it here in la people think you're homeless like automatically if you're walking around without shoes because that's like something a lot of homeless people do but it's yeah it's it's pretty we're really funny about feet in this in our american culture it's like people people don't like seeing them for some reason i think maybe because they're just like it's too primal like it reminds us of the fact that we're animals it's too primal (laughs) (laughs) Nah, for sure, man. I actually tried telling my dad about it. I was like, Dad, like, I've, I've recently, like, found out, like, you, you need to be grounding. You need to touch some grass. And he was like, Dad, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, no, you don't. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Dad, trust me. And he, he would, he would, like, criticize me for, for walking around barefoot. He would be like, what if you, like, step on a snake or what if you step on a rock? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Dad, just trust me. I'm not going to step on a snake. But yeah, man, I, f- I feel like it's a lot of people would would really benefit. Like it's, I be thinking sometimes like it's crazy that people's feet haven't touched grass in like years. Like it's our anchor to the earth, and there's scientific evidence that shows what grounding does to your body. So I feel like just living in alignment with the earth and and its electromagnetic frequencies, it's like. It just has benefits. It's like almost common sense to my mind, but to some people, they're like, no, dude, you're weird. <laughs> Put on some shoes, bro. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, sometimes it pays to be the, the weird one. The word, word weird has, has roots in, uh, I believe it's some sort of Gaelic culture or, or Germanic something. It's W-Y-R-D, and it means following your fate, following your destiny. So if, if you're the weird one, you're the one following fate, following destiny, not following the Damn. Crown. So it's, it's got some deep roots. Hell yeah, that's deep. It has powerful meaning. Yeah. And um, I think I've, 
I, I know for a fact that I've enjoyed connecting with you as, as a fellow weirdo, as, mm. as a fellow man following our fate, following destiny, following the path of health, of vitality against the mainstream and really appreciated connecting with you here, learning more about you and, and having you share more about your mission and your journey and, and your life. And are there, do you have any last words or, or things that, that you'd like to, to share before I let you go, go off and hit the gym? <laughs> nah, man. I mean, it's been amazing connecting with you, bro. It's this is a, a nice first podcast. Um, I mean, follow me on Twitter, Eastern Way. <laughs> um, nah, man. My mission is just spreading my knowledge, and I mean, it would be selfish of me not to like learn. I have all these books stacked literally right here. It would be selfish, selfish of me to just keep all this knowledge to myself you know what i mean i don't i don't want to sound i don't want to say that in like a selfish way but it's like you know i want to i'm learning about this and as i'm simultaneously learning i want to keep giving back and and kind of telling people you know what's up like i want to show them the light i want to you know i keep telling my friends about it but when people message me on twitter and they say bro like i'm learning so much it means it means a lot so that kind of keeps me going and, you know, I got goals. I got, I got my mission. I always say, I tell some of my homies on Twitter, I'm like, yo, this is, this is not my mission. This is God's mission, but I'm just a vessel. Well said, powerful, powerful stuff, Chad. And keep at it, man. We, we world needs it. So yeah, it's, it's our responsibility to keep, keep getting after it. And let's, let's make it happen, man. Every day we get, we get a little bit closer to, to being, being a better vessel for, for this mission. So it's, Awesome. You you had a had a powerful first podcast. I'm sure there will be many more to come. And man, thank you. Thank you for sharing sharing your wisdom and, and your time with me today. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man.